and welcome back to the new art podcast. Wow, it, 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 it won't feel like much time for you, but it's been, <laughs> what is it, two weeks since we've sat down and recorded, Saf? Two weeks, yeah. more, less? Maybe more, maybe more. It well, feels maybe, like years. Yeah, maybe it's like week three today, so maybe it's two full weeks. So we skip one and then I got COVID, so... <laughs> Yes, Saf almost died, as <laughs> you may recall. As, <laughs> but but he, he didn't die, so that's the important thing. But today's subject, the animal we're going to be talk- talking about, definitely could have killed him. And indeed, it, 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 as I mentioned in our fungi episode last week, it, it, it may well have. It's not a good way to die. Wolves. What do you think? Dude, you've started already. I knew this would come up about <laughs> murderous and nymphomaniac. So the first two but things no, I want I, I, the first two things I would like to say from the off, just to stick to tradition, yeah. is one, wolves made for life. So there. Right? That's, that's true. Right. That's very, very important for us to establish on their behalf sexual morality and all that second thing murderous wolves did you know that there have only been two wolf attacks that have led to fatalities in north america during the 21st century one in alaska and one in canada so really not very murderous there we go yeah, but I mean, it's it's the same thing with sharks, Saf. So there are only a few shark attacks a year. That that doesn't mean it's not a horrible way to die. And if then you choose to bring wolves onto a small confined space for several years, likely to journey through space, then I, I do think you drastically increase the chances of of dying from a wolf attack. What I was going to mention actually. Uh, on the subject of dying from wolf attacks, which uh, I'll admit I will bring up. I won't go into nymphomaniac territory, you're so safe there. But on the subject of dying from wolf attacks, it, I mean, out of all the animals you could be killed by, wolves definitely they're the worst way to go. Because what they do is they eat you alive. So most large predators, all the big cats, even sharks, crocodiles, they are all capable of killing you quite efficiently. Mm-hmm. So they kill you. I mean, case of something like a crocodile, it's still quite a gory death, but it's still relatively quick. With wolves, they don't do any of that. They can't snap your spine. They can't tear your head off in one bite. So all they do is they rip your guts out in front of you. They start eating your intestines whilst you're still alive. I, I mean, that that is the the most horrible way I can possibly think of, even of the ways humans have invented to die. That has got to be the worst. Dude, it? Absolutely not. Straight off the bat, I don't know if you watched Batman, but you should if you haven't, rats. <laughs> rats will do that, <laughs> but worse. All right? So... I don't know. A lot worse, a lot slower, a 
a lot worse. But no, again, it's, it's not slower. Rats are famously really quick at eating. And when you are eaten like by rats, they strap the rats in like a washing basket to your chest and heat it. So the mm. rats want to eat you really, really fast. They've got extra motivation. The wolves can take their bloody time about it. Yeah, but because I, the wolves I, I are go for bigger... The wolf. Oh, uh, dude. I, I would pick wolves over rats any day. Um, would you? Okay. I would. I'll but note anyway, that down. It'd be like an organ donor card. Yeah. This is how I'd like to die, please. <laughs> My preferred again, form of torture. Two wolf attacks have led to fatalities in during the 21st century. So there are so few and far between that, yes, it's not a pleasant way to go, but the likelihood of you going that way is going to be so low that it's like, it's smooth. Ah, but what that statistic doesn't count is the number of deaths by werewolves. Which brings me on to my next point, because, <laughs> I mean, werewolves, they, they are the most evil creature that God created, that have ever existed, aren't they? They're, they're, they're the source of every horror movie. I mean, Dracula turned into a wolf. Usually Dracula only kills one person at a time. Then he basically turns into a wolf. It's one time, and he kills an entire crew from a Russian cargo ship. Goes on a complete spree, tears folks limb from limb, tears out their innards, eats them whilst they're still alive. Very, very gruesome. Usually Dracula, quite civilised, got to say. But as a wolf... Deadly. Have you seen Thor Ragnarok? One of the best movies of all time. Better than uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. I haven't seen Much it. Better. I, I doubt it's better than Guardians, but I haven't seen it. No. It's, it's a lot better. And the evil villain character, the goddess of death, has a very large pet wolf. I mean... That, that is the, the embodiment of pure evil. Of course, the, the Norse myth... Um, mythological lore has giant wolves called they're called skull, and they chase the sun chariot across the sky, which basically means that when they eat the sun chariot, they cause night. So without wolves, we'd just be in constant day, which would be brilliant because we wouldn't waste all the time we do sleeping, which honestly is one of the worst things ever invented. Got to say, so I blame wolves for sleeping and for werewolves, which. I don't know how they can come back from that, honestly, Saf. <laughs> I, I don't know what to say to that either, except that werewolves don't exist. And the yes, sun, the sun, not the sun um, staying up the whole time does not remove our necessity for sleep. Because because there are plenty of Nordic countries where the sun's up the whole time, 23 hours, 20, the whole time in the summer. Antarctica, places like that as well, but people still sleep for their eight hours. Um, yeah, but that's because that's how we've evolved, Saf. So if you think about it, if there were no wolves eating the sun, so we had night, then it would have been constant sun for the entirety of our evolutionary journey, which means that we would have evolved to just not sleep surely this is this is how evolution works It'd be too costly 
to sleep in constant daylight. But the folks in those areas evolved under those conditions the whole time. It, it's, it's not no, because we've only been living in those ridiculous parts of the earth for maybe a thousand years at most. But they certainly haven't evolved at all. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Um, but back to your earlier point, I do want to question that because you made a very bold statement, Saf. You said that werewolves don't exist. And mm-hmm. I, I, I've got to say, clearly they do. So werewolves are scientifically proven. Conditions like porphyria, wendigo psychosis. These are the scientific names for being a werewolf, essentially. Between 1520 and 1630, 30,000 people in France were reported to the authorities as being werewolves. I mean, that's huge. The population of France can't have been much larger than that at the time. So So what happened to that phenomena now? Why are there not 30,000 reports, let alone 300 reports of... Because ignorant people like you are discrediting the entire notion of werewolves so that when people are reported to the authorities as werewolves, nobody gives a shit. So, so, so they don't keep tally anymore. That's what I'm saying, Saf. We, we've lost the fine art of detecting werewolves. And countless people must be dying as a result. It's, it's not two people in the US in the past 20 years. It's, it's thousands, thousands. You know, in the year 2000, in the US, almost a thousand people took out insurance against werewolves. So clearly, they are still around. I mean, why else? Would they be taking out the insurance? Why would they, the insurers, be granting it? <sighs> because the insurers just can't believe their luck. Um, <laughs> because well, I, I don't think they've, <laughs> they ever would have paid out on on the policy. So they just love the fact that uh, people were donating funds to them. Um, but mm. yeah, there's, you know, back in the day, there was a lot of. Um, what's the word like urban myths and you know there was no ability to like fact check you know there was very little you know science was very much on the back burner right 1500s 1600s you know religion mythology was very much in the forefront uh, and in those days you know folklore around werewolves and things of that nature would have spread. Um, And I, I, yeah, I can understand that. But surely as we enter this new age um, of facts and science and the internet and fact checking, um, you know, surely we need to uh, retire these, uh, these, uh, silly notions of werewolves and big feet and all the other things. Well, I know who you've made as an enemy today, Saf. Werewolves and I, I'm not ever sure anyone has ever called them big feet. But... Bigfoots, maybe. Bigfoots. So, I mean, I, I, I worry for your safety, Saf. Next time you're Oh, it might not be COVID. It might be werewolves <laughs> killing you in your sleep. It might be Dracula. 
So uh, I watch what you say, I think. But speaking I'll, I'll take of some garlic the 1500s, yeah, take some garlic, definitely. I'm not sure that works on werewolves. I think you've got your mythology mixed up. But the <laughs> bullets must cost a fortune these days. <laughs> so uh, I genuinely think you're screwed. But speaking of the 1500s, the 1500s, about 1500, is when wolves were wiped out from England, went extinct. So do you know what was invented shortly after the next 150, 200 years, we'll say? Basically everything that's anything. So pencils, aspirin, tuning forks, the first English Bible, rounders, submarines, you name it. And I mean, wherever wolves are, I'm not going to say werewolves anymore this episode, promise. Wherever wolves are, human progress stools. I mean, look at the US, as, as you like to quote, not many people die from wolves, basically because we've driven them near extinction in the continent, so there aren't any more to kill people. But apart from that, where are wolves famously? In Yellowstone National Park. What is Yellowstone also? A gigantic supervolcano which is due to erupt and could easily wipe out half the planet. Is this a coincidence? I think not. I, I mean, wolves clearly are plotting to not only stall human progress but overthrow our entire civilization. You know, the during the First World War, the the Russians and the Germans. The, the, basically the only time they called a ceasefire was to fend off attacks from wolves. So the, the wolves are the unsung party which took part in the First World War, which caused probably more deaths than the, the Germans or the Russians or Hitler, who we're quite happy to murder, maybe or not. So why aren't we murdering wolves, Saf? Why, why don't we just kill them all? Biblical floods, zombie apocalypse. No, because... It's silly to kill them because they are super important. So, I don't know if you knew this, but we're going back in time through history. And Ooh, exciting. It, and it's, it's a time traveling arc. Time travel, time traveling to the very beginning. No, well, not the very beginning, but quite early on in human evolution. Does that mean we can wipe out wolves like baby Hitler? We, can, we cannot. The very first wolf. No, because wolves are responsible for humans being humans. Ooh. It's 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 wolves and hunting with wolves that helped humans to outsmart the Neanderthals. So no wolves, we're still Neanderthals. So modern humans formed an alliance with wolves soon after we entered Europe, according to uh, a fellow called Shipman. Um, we tamed some of the dogs, we bred from them, uh, and they were then used to chase prey and to drive off rival carnivores, including lions and leopards that tried to steal the meat. So, wolves, we're human. We owe 100% of us being here to wolves. So, in, in lieu of that, they get a free pass onto the Ark, um, and they get an extra guest pass too, for the dog. <laughs> For the dog. But but all you're saying, Saf, is that wolves have already served their purpose. 
so so they've allowed us to evolve into modern humans homo sapiens to outcompete the neanderthals so why do we need them anymore we're humans now how no, we more need... human can we get well we need them for whatever next comes to threaten us we need them oh. as like as like backup whatever next comes to threaten us is that big feet is that alien invasion all of the above could be all of the above yeah uh, they're going to be our key allies in the next intergalactic war we encounter started by cats most likely well whatever it is you know they they've served us in the past and it would bode well for us to keep them on side for the future would it would it well i have got a confession to make saf <laughs> most of the time i spent researching was writing down the names of people or things which had wolf in them Okay. <laughs> when you google wolf uh, this is what comes up I, I googled wolf sex that linked to well you can imagine so i, I, yeah. I went off the nymphomaniac route and i went into things with wolf in the name so right. i do want to give you a few examples because we have yeah. established throughout the course of the new arc that generally nominative determinism directly or indirectly is a thing so <laughs> if something <laughs> is called a wolf it is quite like a wolf okay right. can we agree well, on that point first no absolutely not this is yes, something that, yes. that you have been <laughs> espousing with no logic whatsoever and we cannot agree to that ever but knock yourself out there are lots of studies on this well, nominative I... determinism well well established so <laughs> so i mean some of the things with wolf in their name so joseph mengel nazi camp doctor one of the greatest war criminals of all time he went by the pseudonym wolfgang gerhand so bad person wolf in the name orcas killer whales very nasty pieces of work also known as sea wolves wolf spiders very very nasty ugly hairy big creatures which nobody likes bit like huntsman very very scary things the and then i went slightly off topic so the, the world's longest name let's prepare yourself this is literally half of one of my pieces of paper so the, this bloke's called adolf blaine charles david earl friedrich Gerard Hubert, Irvin John, Kenneth Lloyd, Martin Nero, oh, Olivier. Hold on, hold on. Hold Paul... on. Is this the alphabet? Is there like a. It uh... is. <laughs> uh, some lunatic chose to name their child this. <laughs> Paul, Quincy, Randolph, Sherman, Thomas, Uncas, Victor, William. We're almost there, you can tell. Xerxes, Yancey, Zeus, and then right at the end. It's just Wolf Ersch Schlegelstein Hausenberger Droft Senior. So, the, the most pointless name of all time. 
I, I'm going to blame that on Wolves too. A few more, Virginia Woolf, pointless, modern novelist, never read any of her books, never will, because they're crap. And some Austrian composer, who was also crap, and whose name I shan't mention, for the reason that then you might argue he's responsible for some of the greatest classical works of all time. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and, and one more, tungsten on the periodic table. So, you know, it's got the chemical symbol W. Okay. So one of the most frustrating points of high school, having to learn the periodic table. Tungsten, it should be TN or TU or TS. But no, it's W. It's because tungsten in German is called Wolfram. So that, that I actually can blame it for. Blame wolves. Cry wolf. What, what more must I say, Saf? That they right. stopped the invention of the pencil, or almost did, and they gave their name to one of the greatest war criminals. And everything right. in between. Right. So my rebuttal to that is that I'm going to bring it back into reality <laughs> and, uh, and just share with you the fact that if wolves went extinct wait for it the food chain would crumble rubbish the, the uh, well i'm just quoting that is a quote the elk and deer population would increase see chart on next slide so clearly <laughs> <laughs> it's it's got data the elk and deer population would increase See chart on the next slide and eat the cow and other livestock's food. Then we, the humans, would have a food shortage in beef and dairy and possibly shortages in other food products too. Okay, three points for you, Saf. Firstly, I mentioned Yellowstone. So we have actually removed wolves from large areas of land. The ecosystem said did not collapse. So first point second point wolves basically the same as dogs so we can just exterminate wolves <coughs> then add dogs it's like a recipe you substitute baking soda for baking powder it still works the same okay third point i forgot what my third point was going to be but it will come to me well that's good because let's go back to your previous okay. point because you've just stated untrue things Yellowstone, Ooh. without wolves and other large predators, ecosystems can go haywire. A 2001 study, PDF attached, found that when wolves went extinct in Yellowstone, for example, the moose population ballooned to five times its normal size and demolished- That's good, we get more meese. Meese demolished woody vegetation where birds nested. As a result, several bird species were eliminated in the park. So one, Yellowstone went haywire, the ecosystem. Point two, which is something that we always come back to because it's really important when you think about the arc, Earth 2.0, you need to think about self-sustaining uh, ecosystems, but also self-sustaining economies. And you need to think about revenue generation, you need to think about monetization. 
Wolf tourism is an economic boon. Restoration of wolves in Yellowstone cost about 30 million. That's the cost. But it's brought in 35.5 million in annual net benefit to the area surrounding the park. That's, so that's a 5.5 million net positive per year. That's not a huge profit margin, is it? No, you're saying they cost almost as much as they bring in in a zone that's already got thriving tourism. Whereas on Earth 2.0, aliens are going to have to travel across galaxies to get there. We have zero tourists so far. The the cost of 30 million was a one off cost, 35.5 million is recurring annual revenue. So that's point one. Point number two is that the extra 5.5 million, which is a net positive, is on top of... So it's kind of like um, how we've got like excess debts, COVID excess debts. That's what matters. Because because each year, X people die, and then you have these excess death statistics. Similarly, with this, the extra 5.5 million is in excess of the other stuff that is happening in and around the park. So this is additional wolf revenue, wolf-related revenue. Okay, I've no idea what sort of <laughs> wacko scientist studies you're reading. That makes zero sense whatsoever. What do you mean? There's an additional 35.5 million in annual net benefit area surrounding the park because of wolf specific tourism there's there's, there's no way that statistic is true simply i I refuse (laughs) its entire existence i I move for it to be stricken from the record and removed from evidence destroyed incinerated flooded out of the courtroom why because your bias against wolves won't let you accept that it's like me saying oh i just completely refuse to accept that there's been any single excess deaths because of covid (laughs) but but how do you even measure how much money a single species like wolves are bringing in because it's it's, it's not like this is a zoo it's it's not like people pay to go pet a wolf is the restoration of wolves. So they have very clear line in the sand of pre-wolf Yellowstone and post-wolf Yellowstone. And they're looking at how the impact... So obviously they need to justify these things, right? So they, they have to do this big old policy where they reintroduce wolves into Yellowstone. So they have some department somewhere which was tasked with doing research. And they've done the research. And the findings are that restoring wolves in Yellowstone brought in 35.5 million annual net benefit to the area surrounding the park. But, but my point is, even, even if there were no wolves, there would still be most of that $35.5 million revenue. Because no, no, Yellowstone no, this, is a, a famous national park in a well-established the, tourist zone. The $35.5 million is the excess revenue that has been coming in because of the restoration of wolves. But how do you know? How do you know? There's no comparison. There's no sample group of a Yellowstone without wolves in the determined time period. No, because tourists naturally increase 
because oh. tourists are like they are like rats. They're, they they multiply, so more tourists will be coming to Yellowstone anyway. Wolves no, or no they, wolves? There's no. Yes, they, they, they would like to see all the extra meese without the wolves. So uh, maybe you would get even more tourists. Who knows? <laughs> well, presenting the facts. And uh, okay. you, 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 you are just being a science denier today, and um, well, you know, I don't know, I don't know. In an alternative universe with more moose, meese, more moose, meese, definitely meese. Okay, with what's a pack? What's a group of moose called? A a muddlement. Um, Muddlement of moose. A muddlement of moose. It definitely should be called that. When we do write our new dictionary of animal collective nouns, it's going to be a muddlement of moose. It's just the most pleasing thing to say. Speaking Fair. of pleasing things to say, I do have one line of research that I'd like to read. Mm -hmm. Go because for it. speaking of wolves in history, culture, literature who's one famous person who kept wolves who was evil the wicked witch of the west had wolves yes can i say that again the wicked witch of the west had wolves <laughs> i mean one of the most famous villains had wolves in, in fairy tales little red riding hood what happens cute girl wanders off into the woods meets the wolf wolf eats her i mean uh, if, if there is any parable which we can take on board of inviting wolves into an ark, it would be Little Red Riding Hood. What happens? She get eaten. So it doesn't end. It's not happy ending, Seth. There, there were no happy endings with wolves in our, our recorded history. Well, the happy ending rooted in reality rather than fairy tales is that wolves will bring us an added stream of revenue on Earth 2.0 based on the case study as demonstrated by Yellowstone. Wolves will protect us um, from going extinct um, the way they did protect us against the Neanderthals, otherwise we would have gone extinct. Um, they will keep our ecosystems in check ensure that we don't have an overpopulation of meese, which clearly is resulting in shocking things. Um, and finally... Great collective nouns. Just say, there, there is an upside to meese. Great collective nouns. Yeah, we can, we can debate that another time. Uh, and finally, uh, you know, I've been very much um, banging on about soil lately um, and oh. wolf wolf kills are really good for the soil uh, 2009 study in Michigan um, Isle Royal National Park found that wolf killed elk carcasses dramatically enhanced levels of nitrogen and other nutrients in the soil, which are really, really important. So, so true, but, but there are lots of other things that could do that, like killing wolves, 
than the decomposing wolf carcasses increase all the nitrates in the soil and just just the same as them killing the the meese so it works both ways round and killing off lots of humans starting a zombie apocalypse nuclear war so no it's different though wolf kills feed more animals than hunting by humans since wolves scatter their carrion over the landscape wolf kills benefit three times more species than human hunting kills you, you, you just did not expect me to have all of this data at my fingertips but i've been all Ill, you're saying and i've been thoroughly searching wolves i'm very impressed with your data except the yellowstone dodgy science but all you're saying is that wolves are very messy eaters i, which I is, mean which is fantastic for the soil for the ecosystem for nature it is brilliant like but, but it's not fantastic for spending several years on a small enclosed arc with them oh no is no because because we will give them uh perfectly big doggy balls no yeah big doggy balls and perfectly portioned um food like like hello fresh you know like uh, like perfectly fresh no way no wastage just you know real sized bits of meat that they will finish so we don't have to worry about cleaning up oh, what recipes do you think the wolves will go for sort of oh abs steak and mash tandoori yeah. chicken yeah i don't have to use hello fresh so i'm mentioning yes he's never sponsoring the podcast <laughs> well the, the the good thing about them i'll try and get us back in their good graces yeah. the good thing about them is that they're perfectly portioned so there's no wastage and it's very easy to clean there's no you know there's no food waste uh, it's all you know pre-cut pre-cleaned mm. pre-packaged just the right about I, I i like the stealth sponsorship saf very, very subtle very subtle there <laughs> Well, uh, a few more quick things about wolves, apart from them being messy eaters. So, obviously, they do piss to claim their territory. So, if we do put them on an ark, they're going to be pissing everywhere. Pissing on you, pissing on me, saying, I own you, I own Saf. And it's, it's just a lot of piss, really. Apart from that, very lazy. So, you know, the world's largest treadmill was built for wolves because, I mean, without it, they won't bother to exercise. They just get fat, sloppy, obese, lazy, don't do anything, sit around all day. Have you ever seen an obese wolf? Ever? Yes. Yes, I have. Uh, I mean, they aren't exactly dietary gurus, health, living the influences are they they, they so, look so they very athletic most <laughs> they just eat a lot of meat famously they, they like cream cheese which is very fattening so i mean with a diet like that you can't expect to be size two and, and still get around but uh, i mean 
further points so you you mentioned about wolves being quite similar to dogs trying to play the man's best friend card so there have been studies on this what makes us like dogs they're puppy dog guys which is basically science screwing with our heads causes oxytocin levels to be raised uh, which promotes trust bonding for both the dog and the person so it's all an illusion we don't actually like dogs but regardless it doesn't work for wolves even if you raise them tame them domesticate them so we never have this effect with wolves ever 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 they cannot feel love for humans they don't have puppy dog eyes they're just evil murderers saf that will eat your intestines whilst you're still alive evil murderers that have killed two people yes in the last 100 years and everyone in game of thrones <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you have to add that to the tally. So, Game of Thrones, the wolves in Game uh, of Thrones are, ama are amazing. Thor they're Ragnarok, good, they're good guys. The wolves in Game of Thrones, they, they, they do still eat people. Got to say, they, they eat the bad guys. Oh, so now you're justifying murder for bad guys uh, are, are we going to continue with that moral discussion i mean priorly you've managed to argue that there's no such thing as good and bad so now you're going to argue that murder is justified well there's no good and bad but um game of thrones is a show and for the purposes of the show you've got bad guys that need to be eaten it's it's the show <laughs> so it's okay you're, you're basically saying that the dire wolves are a plot device which yeah, makes some sense <laughs> but but even in movie logic how it works is if the good guy has to kill a bad guy they have to do it in a nice way that's why good guys don't use machine guns they use knives that's why good guys punch someone or incapacitate them wherever physically possible this is movie logic if then a wolf devours the bad guy that that is killing the bad guy in a very 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 not nice way as we've established who kills people in not nice ways the bad guys that's how we know they're bad guys so clearly the wolves are bad guys in game of thrones not really because i think in shows movie logic when someone's really bad if they if they have an untimely death or if they die in like a bad way there's some like poetic justice there it's like it makes it all the better in a show but how poetic can it be because they weren't going to kill the person with an evil wolf they weren't going to eat their intestines whilst they're still alive that that's what we call overkill literally hmm i don't know i don't know you don't know well 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 <laughs> i i have two more points three more I'm going to say three more points to raise, then forget the third, probably. So, 
Point number one, wolves, terrible singers, make an awful racket, famous for it, rolling. I mean, this is what keeps people up at night. In New Zealand, it's kekapos, everywhere else, it's wolves. So, I mean, you know what a wolf hound sounds like. Nasty. Famously, when wolves howl, none of them sing in tune. So they all pick a basically a different note, different key. And it's, it's all harmonic dissonance, uh, the purpose of which is to make their, their pack sound like it's larger than it actually is. So they're, they're basically the, the fishermen of the animal world. Just, this is how big the fish I caught is. This is how big our pack is. You can't see my gesturing hands, but they're, they're gesturing very widely. Almost as wide as a wolf, wouldn't you say? So point, that's point number one. Point number two is that we domesticated dogs from wolves at least 12,000, 14,000 years ago. So, I mean, we have dogs now. Dogs are good. I'm happy with dogs. I will rescind that comment if we ever yeah. discuss dogs. <laughs> but, I mean, can't we just be fed up with wolves? They were an evolutionary dead end, a byproduct. But we've already got to dogs, which are selectively bred to be better than wolves. So, so what's the point of wolves anyway? They're just like less good dogs, aren't they? Well, well, I, as we've uh, established already, the wolves get a free pass onto the ark for services historically rendered to man, because without them we wouldn't be here. So we owe a debt of gratitude, and um, they are still obsolete know, though. Well, they get a free pass because, uh, is it Game of Thrones? You always, Lannisters always pay back their debt or whatever, that's from Game of Thrones. So we. I mean, if to... Game of Thrones teaches us anything, it's that loyalty counts for nothing. <laughs> so no, I think that's the, the, the wrong example to, to Well, but. But, but, but wolves get a free pass and then they get a guest pass which is for the dog. Uh, you see, I'm not sure that's how it works, Saf. I, I think you're changing the rules. I think we need to discuss dogs separately, because we discuss domestic cats separately. Domestic cats are different from lions, different from wild cats, different from caracals, servals, any other species of wild cat, lynxes. Mountain lions, tigers, cheetahs, go on. <laughs> so we need different episodes for dogs and wolves. This is how it works. Right. Yeah, you can't say dolphins and elephants are close enough. They're both big grey beasts. So if we have one, the other one gets guest parts. It's not a plus one scenario. This is apocalypse arc. Do they get on or not? This is big, big stuff, Saf. Big, big picture argument. There are no friends passes here. Right. Okay. Okay. I thought. I thought with the, with the wolves, the dogs could get a get a get a guest pass. But clearly, you're being quite stingy with the passes. So maybe the dogs will have Famously. to. Would have to. Um, but they, the the dogs would be a shoe in. We we we'd just be wasting an episode. Because who you would thought not cats were shooing. 
<laughs> Mate, you, I can't believe gotcha you brought, you brought that back. Oof. I'm still... Yeah, I don't think I'll ever get over that. I think that was... <laughs> just... Yeah. I don't know. Poor Saf. Poor Saf. Oh, and my third point wasn't really a point. It was more a story that I came across randomly in my research for which I wanted to tell you because I think mm -hmm. it's quite funny. But so basically there was a cowboy whose name was Abernathy, but they mm -hmm. all called him Catch Him Alive Jack. I don't know why it's called Jack. His name wasn't Jack. <laughs> and Catch Him Alive Jack uh, basically found a very unique career niche in the early... 1900s uh, by uh, catching and selling on wolves uh, through the technique of sticking his hands down their throats. <laughs> so, I mean, uh, the first time it happened by accident. So the, the wolf basically bit his hand and with his hand inside its jaws, he managed basically to keep the jaws open somehow with very strong grip strength some degree of contortionism so <laughs> having worked out this was his unique skill his calling in life he basically went on to do this for years and years and years now he caught over a thousand wolves caught them sold them on to zoos collectors uh anyone who would buy them for about 50 dollars a piece and i mean he grew quite a reputation for this roosevelt went out with him, uh, went wolf hunting, was very impressed, if, if little unnerved by his skills. But if we do bring wolves, it's a big if, if we do bring wolves, that is going to be a sport. So it's, it's now a conditional, conditional release, like fox laser jetpack hunting in some order. Laser jetpack fox hunting, that's the one. So if we bring wolves, then we definitely have to have wolf hand down the throat competitions. Because that just sounds like the, the most incredible adrenaline sport ever invented, don't you think? No, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, but... It makes so much sense. <laughs> I'd, I'd, I'd rather have the crocodile rubber band thing catching a crocodile from the back or but, whatever but, but that's too easy uh, it's like stepping on a kangaroo's tail i mean that's that's just cheating isn't it now this isn't a steve Irwin trick this is a, a, the one of the best sports ever invented yeah you wouldn't pull it out at parties uh, no, this, this is a calling, Saf. I, I've found what I want to do in my life now. I'm going to stick my hands down wolves' throats to, to catch them. Uh, and then I don't know what I do, because we're not meant to be hunting them anymore. I have to, I don't know, make friends with them. What do you think? I know, yeah, I can so donate them to orphanages. Be like the Jungle Book. So, so even if you put your hand in their mouth and somehow... Keep uh, the jaws open. Uh, what, see, this is what, what I couldn't figure out. What happens next? Because you're going to take yeah. your hand out of the jaw at some point. 
what happens with the rest of you. It just doesn't make sense. So in all the accounts I read, it never specified. All I know is he did it with a single hand, because when he was out with Roosevelt, he used the other hand to wave at Roosevelt whilst he was doing it, which I think is the best move ever. So one hand down the wolf's throat, the other just waving casually. So yeah, I'm okay. But yeah, so, so you have to do it with one hand, and somehow he kept the jaws open from the inside. I, I guess... Can, can you miss most of the teeth if it goes straight in and then just sort of prop it up? I, I, I mean, he was famously very well-built, muscly, good grip strength, all that jazz. So he, he's a proper dude, but I, I still don't know. I'd pull its tongue. That'd be my technique, I think. Pull its tongue, then probably the jaws would open and you could tie it round them. That'd be a cartoon way to do it. <laughs> Tie the tongue round the jaws, bit like a rubber band. And that, that, that's going to be my alteration to catch my eye Jack's technique. But I, I do still think it's a brilliant sport. So, if, if well, the audience votes that we bring wolves, then you know what we're, what we're going to be doing with them. So, on that note, we are going to have to leave it to our audience to vote is catch him alive jack onto something with hand down the throat wolf hunting are the dire wolves in game of thrones really the bad guys and how would we know and on a less important note do wolves deserve to make it on the new arc let us know let us know join us next week when we will be discussing another animal which is i'm speaking very slowly so i've time to think which is um <laughs> I, I feel like we need another insect uh, i'm trying to work out what where we're at so we had ants very early on but it's been almost 20 episodes since then so another insect we are going to be talking about uh, i'm going to just say bees uh, it's, it's going okay. to be a hard one for me because everyone likes bees but bees okay. when we're going to be talking about bees which are murderous nymphomaniacs and no good for anyone bees suck there you have it see you then cool see you then yeah.